It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. This week on the Green Umbrella Live Lunch, we covered all kinds of tips and tactics and opinions from the digital marketing world and social media platform news, all of our little opinions and our thoughts on what's been happening this week. So I will let you jump into this episode of the Social Snippet Show. We're live. I was totally looking in the wrong place then. God knows why. Must be something wrong with me. Um, But hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's live lunch. Um, We are, I'm not going to lie, we're just winging it this week. We were expecting a guest, but unfortunately, that's not happened. Mm. Uh, We might get joined shortly, um, but otherwise, you're just going to have to put up with the five of us today. Um, hopefully we'll still be able to offer you some value and give you a few marketing related ideas along the way. But we are, like I said, we're completely winging it. So everyone's panicking. Like the words that were said just before we went live was, (laughs) please don't put me on the spot. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, who do I go to first now? It makes it quite tricky. Um, Obviously, where we are now, we're a couple of days into December. It's kind of a funny time for a lot of businesses because some people are absolutely like rammed at this point and they they don't know what to do. There's so much stuff going on. And, And for other businesses, they kind of go into a bit of a lull at this point. They start thinking about admin and that sort of stuff and finishing off the year. Um, And we're starting to talk to a lot of people now just about, you know, what December means for them in a marketing perspective. And if they are in that lull, what plans they've got in place for January and how they can really make sure they start next year off. So if we kind of like go down that track to start off with, you know, we're starting to see right now, obviously, all the Christmas ads are out. There's been lots of discussion around that. We were supposed to be talking about diversity um, and inclusion as well today. So there's kind of um, a, a bit of a thing there in the obviously the same for his advert that came out. Not everyone fell <laughs> in love with the um, with the Sainsbury's advert, did they? Did you all see the coverage on that? I did. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I got really bad feedback. No. Um, I just I've sort of heard myself back then. It really put me off. Um, yes, I did see it on Twitter. Um, it was interesting. Uh, it's, I it, yeah. <laughs> it's the range of ads they've done. There was one in particular that, um, that people complained about completely unreasonably. So, mm. um, you know, the kind of racists came out in arms. But it caused quite a bit of controversy because, of course, people some people complained about it, which then meant everybody kind of leapt to its defence. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know if anybody saw last week on Channel Four. Um, I think it was Friday night. I'm Friday right. night, yeah. yeah. I think it was Friday night. Um, but it was such a lovely thing that, like, all the other supermarkets kind of joined in. They all had their ads in the same ad break, but they all kind of said in solidarity with you know we're, we're Sainsbury's we're against racism uh, and we kind of we're standing with you which I just thought was um really unusual from a kind of um you know corporate point of view these people are really in competition especially this time of year aren't they they're all vibe space um and then 
but but like kind of nice to see that everyone had come together. So actually, from a a warm, fuzzy marketing PR feeling, they absolutely did the right thing. Yeah, I think they definitely did. I think, like you said, even though they're still competing for space, actually, the fact that they're doing this is going to have a lot of benefits. Obviously, it has the main benefit, which is standing up for, for, for racism, but it also has the benefit that people are going to be talking about it. It's something that's unusual and it's positive press for them as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's 100% was the right thing for them to do, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, like you said, Amanda, that they did do that. Um, I don't know how and how they managed to arrange that so quickly as well, um, because mm. it wasn't that long ago that the first advert came out, the advert mm. came out that the controversy was about. So, yeah, they did it very fast. And I think it was mm. I think it was good. So I think Channel 4 kind of led it, didn't they, in terms of the campaign? Um, right. there, there was a hashtag that they were they kind of did this. There was a hashtag at the beginning of the ad break saying, this is why we're doing it. And they chose to do it. I think it was during Bake Off. And then um, I can't remember what the second, there was another show on later that evening. Probably the last leg. The last leg, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they ran it then as well. So, you know, the shows that they know are going to get the, the viewers and, you know, people were going to see it. What was really interesting, so there were two two elements for me that were interesting. First of all, that you know, the, the fact that they did it and, you know, what, what happened there. But also, you know, if we rewind a couple of months where everyone was going crazy for Black Lives Matter, <laughs> and, you know, and just like really jumping on the bandwagon there. And actually just feels a little bit like this time there's not been that much of a fuss. It's like everyone's just gone, oh, OK, yeah, this, yeah, people are a bit racist. Mm. what's what's hilarious though is that some of the complaints were people going i just can't identify with this family and you think the aldi advert is about a family of carrots you can relate to kevin the carrot but you struggle with a family that isn't representative of you it's cool. yeah. You should, you should have tweeted yeah. that amanda i think i think that's quite funny i think they would have got a lot of likes <laughs> Possibly, I'm sure someone else has probably said it already, but it's hilarious. So it's it's like, yeah, yeah the people that get up in arms. Well, I think it's terrible. It's like there's a talking carrot mm. on that one. Mm. I think, like you said as well, like obviously you had the the people that were complaining and giving sort of negative feedback to it, but then you did have the people that then were sort of outraged by that and were then rightly so sort of going against that. So there was sort of the two sides of it but then like you did say Christina as well I do agree that it didn't but it sort of went on for maybe a day and a half I think I saw it trending on Twitter and then it just disappeared and I hadn't really had anything about it since then um and so it it's is, obviously last week and I, I know we're talking about it now but because we're talking about it from a marketing angle it's slightly different but you know all those whatsapp groups where people were talking about BLM and you know and it was like it was yeah, it, it just seems like you know, maybe people have, this is the thing sometimes when people jump on to something for, you know, not for the right reasons, perhaps, it kind of actually takes away when it matters most. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it, yeah, it's a, I'm probably I think it's kind of, I understand what you mean. I think if, say, there was a, a brand that sort of were, were all over sex supporting the the Black Lives Matter movement and then they sort of didn't mention anything at all about this I, it kind of to me looking at that 
as from an outside perspective, I kind of think, well, how can you do one and not the other? Surely, and it makes me think, well, was the first one really, is that what you meant? Or like you said, Christina, were you just sort of doing that because that's what you felt to be correct at that particular time? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's quite tricky, but I do think that there definitely wasn't as much of a coverage of, of that advert and all the negative feedback that it had received mm. in comparison. Yeah. So, okay, let's move conversation along a little bit then. So we're starting to, I mean, we're doing a couple of things ourselves in terms of sort of the, the rundown to the Christmas break from a social perspective, just to do something that's a bit, bit different, perhaps even entertaining. Um, so we've, you know, we, we've got a couple of little, little things that we're doing. But what else have you started to see? I've seen loads of loads of advent calendars everywhere in terms of people's social media posting and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, what 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 have you seen that's kind of made you think, OK, yeah, that's that's a good approach? Um, good question. I've seen I've like you have seen a lot of the adverts, whether they be for different things. I know we're doing one ourselves, but I've seen quite a few sort of advent calendars I've seen quite a few people doing uh festive this is more Instagram but festive giveaways so sort of a giveaway for like the first 12 days or running competitions um I think one of the home brands I follow they're doing one for the first 12 days I think of Christmas or December sorry um and running sort of a competition uh for each of those which I think is quite good because the way that they're going around to that it's um Obviously, it's beneficial for the for people as well, and obviously, a lot of people have had a tough year, so it gives them something. People love competitions, don't they? I mean, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always nervous of not nervous. That's the wrong word. I, people all the time oh, are like Amanda, Amanda's getting the antlers out. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know you were live then and said something really inappropriate. No, I... I just stopped myself at the right. Just like, oh, it was there. Um, it, it's for, for anyone who doesn't know why it's because it's just been commented about Christmas jumpers so it was saying is Emily the only one wearing Christmas jumper oh. I, I, have little, I have a little reindeer on mine today so I'm festive Amanda's festive yes we're, no. we're trying to get <laughs> not sure about the others <laughs> festivities <laughs> sorry I, that was distracting the then I think <laughs> I'm in despair do you know, it's like, it just doesn't, I'm just not ready for it to be December or Christmas or anything like that. And it, it's just, Emily and Amanda are like, they're just all full of Christmas. <laughs> Organised, I think, is the word you're looking for. No. Yeah, He's finished their Christmas shopping. No, I haven't started them yet. <gasps> Do you, you should always start, I always start on um, Black Friday. Do you? Oh, yeah. I start way. I have a I have a present cupboard in my house. What? Just things get just put in throughout the year. Of course you do. It's <laughs> <laughs> the unexpected like person that comes around, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't forget you. Here's a set of crayons or whatever well, it might what be." Saying, when you say cupboard, is it actually a grotto? <laughs> Constantly coming like snapping. There's, there's like a, an old guy in there just as Father Christmas, just in case or something. Yeah, one of one of the one of the kids come round. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what to I say. I feel like we've taken this really off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Advent, 
<laughs> and festivities. It, it, I think it is really hard to stand out because you're right now, you know, um, we've done it. We've, you know, so if anyone wants to hop over to the Green Umbrella Facebook page, there are two things we're doing throughout December. Uh, one is useful marketing stuff. So we're going to share an app or a tool a day that makes our life easier. So, you know, little plugins, things that we use that people might not know about. Um, so, yeah, so that's something there that people be find useful. We are also um, sharing rubbish Christmas jokes. So if you feel like you need to get your cracker joke fix in early then that's on there too so you know a something for everyone I like to think absolutely absolutely <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed as well with everything being more personal so the other thing that we're doing is we're, we're trying to do something every day that is Christmassy but links to someone in the team so whether it was so yesterday yesterday it was Jane socks wasn't it, was, it? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was Amanda in her, one of her other Christmas jumpers on Monday. One I have of an her array. Many <laughs> Christmas jumpers. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know what else we've got lined up for that. We were literally doing the maths to figure out what we could do and whether we had enough Christmas jumpers between all of us to do, like, every day up until Christmas. I think we do if we include socks. Yeah, festive yeah. socks mugs etc oh, and, um, and festive headbands amanda's got a couple of those <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I've, got, I've got a bag of goodies next to me oh there. here you go <laughs> <laughs> Here's head head down, yeah? i'm pretty sure i started this off saying that we were going to give bring some value <laughs> i think you did no, no value just I think this, this is christmas value because Christmas, <laughs> Christmas spirit. Yeah, everyone can be perky. Christmas cheer. But my office is doubling as a wrapping station at the moment as well, so I've got presents around me. I feel like Amanda's like Amanda the Christmas elf. <laughs> she's in her grotto, she's got her hat on, she's got her reindeer jumper. Yeah. You name it. I'll put the snow machine on, maybe, so keep, stay tuned. There's a reason to come back every week. We'll have the snow machine one day. Oh, please do. That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm drawing a line under this conversation now. I'll I'm just like, oh, my days. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know where to go with this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, you weren't expecting so much Christmas. I'm just like, oh, I feel a little overwhelmed. Well, I almost feel as overwhelmed as I do by everyone sharing their have you seen like everyone sharing their Spotify like what they've played the most oh yes how many no how many new artists they've, they've discovered I saw it's that like, today the, I think it's it's like yeah what you yeah who you've discovered and what you're listening to the most and and that kind of stuff and it's like there's loads of screenshots yeah, and I I almost I almost feel a little bit left out because I don't use Spotify no, I'm, I'm surprised you don't, Mark. No, no. That's that's definitely a good marketing thing from Spotify's point of view mm. as well, because everyone shares it, don't they? This is what I'm listening to. So that's another. Um, and why? Why do people cotton on to that so much? You know, it's it's because we I think it's my tunes in the past, but it's, it's funny it's the things that seem to have traction versus doesn't. It's, it's because it's personal. It's because it's about Spotify have made that about you as a user. Mm. So it is a, you know, on Facebook, they do that. Um, it's like, a you know, you 
oh, you, you and Amanda have been friends for X number of years on Facebook. Let's celebrate it. And there's all these lovely photos where you've, you've been tagged into the same photo in the past and it creates this little video and you go, oh, look at us. And then you hit share. And no one else cares apart from the two people in it, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and it's like, but it is, it's because it's um, so personal. <clears throat> so yeah. we've, had a, we've had a lovely comment there on Facebook. I won't be bringing that one on screen, but thanks because it helps loads with the algorithm for us. So, mm. you know. Oh, no, now I'm scared because I can't see the comments. I have Emily's jumper. <laughs> that would make me really upset. Yeah, don't, don't start reading it out loud, Emily, please. No. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, so yeah, the Spotify thing, it, it is clever. And it, you know, it's when you can make marketing about you. We always talk about user-generated content as well. So, you know, there is that kind of element to it where actually you know this is a really easy way for people to share content and whether they tag in spotify or not doesn't matter but you know i'm seeing people where you know maybe it's a podcast that's in their list and they're connected with that person on linkedin so they're sharing it there tagging that person on linkedin to say like hey look look how much i've been listening to your content and you know i think it's yeah it, it, it's really it's hyper personalized content which is fantastic mm. Do you think it's almost yeah. like um, sort of the, a competition element as well? Because I saw sort of people saying, oh, this is how many new artists I've discovered. And then, oh, this is how many new artists I've discovered. And it's almost like you want to have, some people want to have like one up on how many artists they've discovered in comparison to their friend or and, the And how person. obscure they are as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. That would be it's, got, it's got to be obscure, hasn't it, for new music? Yeah, a competition. Oh, no, no, no one else has listened to it, yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, that gets me onto another rant, but I'm not going to go onto that today. Oh, we'll move on. We'll move oh. on. <laughs> go on, Emily. No, I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> is, it, is it not suitable for live lunch? No, it's not suitable for live lunch. <laughs> and, like, anyone watching this is going to be intrigued now. They're going to want to know. So what else have we seen, Jane? What have you seen marketing-wise this week that is either like you thought, okay, that's a really cool campaign or something that's a bit clever or something where you've just gone, oh, my God, why have they done that? It's so irritating. Uh, nothing irritating, actually. But going back to Spotify, I don't know if you saw they've actually been testing a stories feature just for a change, jump on yeah. the bandwagon for stories. Um, and that was, uh, I think it's mainly for um, artists rather than other people to sort of, share video clips of um, what they're doing over the festive period and all the rest of it. So that's just another person jumping on the stories bandwagon. Um, that's really interesting. I think that's quite cool, make, yeah. Yeah, you know, trying to make it more of a community place then. I yeah, feel like I something that I saw um, sort of links to that at the beginning of lockdown and you know when um, there were a lot of artists and uh, singers and celebrities doing live shows obviously for their followers on Instagram and obviously that was sort of creating well it was like a morale boost for everyone but it was also sort of creating more of a community between themselves and their followers and I guess it's kind of a similar thing and people are nosy I know I, I like looking at stuff like that I want to know what people are doing. Um, so yeah, I think that would, I think that might catch. I think that might be quite popular. Actually, it goes back to what Christina said as well, doesn't it, about bringing the personal bit into it. They're not just a faceless artist. 
who sings, mm. they're actually bringing a bit of themselves to it and yeah, sharing it with with their followers. Well, I guess yeah. a good thing. It depends how much that you know what personal level they're bringing into it. This is and this is you know again possibly quite controversial. If it's Rita Ora and that really scary E advert where she's like. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of like some kind of what do you call it, but like it's not virtual oh, exactly. reality. Or um, yeah, reality. Don't do it. What were you thinking? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Isn't it funny with the whole stories thing where you know when LinkedIn released stories, we were like, oh my god, LinkedIn's got stories. And then it was like now now Twitter's got fleets and now it's like oh why does everything have to have stories? It's like our excitement level is just really kind of crashed on the story front. It's like they're everywhere. You can't get away from them. And it, it Jane shared in the week about a, a, a monolith with the stories on the top. And I have to say, I didn't get it at first because I hadn't seen the news about this kind of weird monolith appearing in like, was it Romania or something? So it wasn't like, I think it was funny. I was just like, I, I don't understand the joke. <laughs> but so there's this kind of like statue that's appeared. And even that's now got stories at the top because literally everything is starting now to put stories on it. So yes, like I think fatigue is quite a word. Yeah, I think so people are getting kind of yeah stories fatigue um you know you hear about people getting charity fatigue I wonder again I know we're not kind of focusing on diversity but that now but that's another thing people get kind of fatigue from different causes and campaigns like you hear about charity fatigue is diversity fatigue is that a thing kind of like we're fed up talking about it so someone has to keep banging the drum for these things yeah do you know it is a you do get tired of just hearing the same thing over and over and over. Mm. You know, it's like the the Arcadia Group story this week that's broken. And, you know, was it 27,000 jobs are going to be lost across the UK? And it's it's horrendous. But if I see someone else posting about Arcadia Group and COVID, I think I might scream. It's like literally, it's like every time I open up LinkedIn, Facebook, and maybe it's the stuff that I follow. Maybe I'm bringing it on myself. I don't know. But it really is kind of, you know, there's this horrendous thing's happened and people going, oh, well, COVID. And it's like, well, actually, you know, some businesses were in trouble anyway. You know, Debenhams has had administrators in a couple of times over the last few years. It's like... They were already struggling. So it is horrendous, but it's like, actually, there's a bit of news we can jump on. Let's, you know, news jacking is a thing, but it's like, it's things are just getting done to death all the time. It's it's kind of lazy content sharing, isn't it? Mm. It really is. It really is. And sometimes the content's coming from people that are not best placed to deliver that you know, they're offering an opinion on something they're not best placed to offer an opinion on. You know, we work with a lot of recruiters. I could post something on LinkedIn and talk, in, talk about, you know, all these people coming back into the marketplace as candidates and how you could um, use your marketing strategies to access those candidates. But the reality is actually, you know, recruiters right now, 
because there's been so many redundancies redundancies across the board, because people are closing their shop fronts and things are moving online or they're becoming more automated, that call for, you know, the call for candidates, they don't need to kind of fight as hard as they were. There's there's so many candidates out there right now. It would be pointless for us to deliver a piece of content that had that tone to it. And when it comes to it and, you know, the reasons why it's happened, I haven't got a clue. I'm not an economist. That's not my area of expertise. So why would I, you know, why would, would I jump on that story? And yet you kind of see people that just sort of seeing the opportunity and jumping on it. I feel like I'm going into one of my like mini rants again now. I just get frustrated. It's one of those days. It's one of those days, I think, isn't it? Emily was going to rant. You're about to rant. I've already had a mini rant. Mark and Jake, you must have something to rant about as well. Let's. This is our kind of therapy session then. (laughs) I can only rant about Christmas coming too early. That's all. Too early. Right, no, that's another one for me. <laughs> Madness. So people we're speaking to, Amanda, it's you and I really that have done the most sort of talking to people over the last week between webinars and networking meetings and that kind of thing. Um, what sort of stuff are you seeing people talk about in terms of what they want to be doing in 2021 from a marketing perspective? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you're right. It's it, there's us going. Oh my god, I can't believe it's like three weeks till Christmas. You know, we're planning campaigns now and content to go out in January. So you know, and you need to. Well, you need to really. We can't just suddenly suddenly get here after Christmas. And go right. What should we talk about? It's yeah. So we need to be planning content and strategy. I think. So I was doing some work today with a company who are working on their employer brand. So you know, them becoming a kind of company of choice for people to go and work for. Um, And one of the areas they want to focus on is what people want out of their career in 2021. You know, what do they want to see out of a new workplace? Because Mm -hmm. let's face it, that's, um, you know, that's quite different perhaps to what it was at the start of this year. You know, now it's a whole different ball game. Do people want to go into an office? Do they want the flex to work from home? Mm. Do they want the flex to do nine to five or not? Um, so, and again, from a from a day to day use point of view, I've been trying to to pick up on lots of the trends of that have been happening over the last over the last year, but particularly the last quarter as well. Um, and nine to five just isn't really the norm anymore. You know, people want that bit of flex in their in their day, whether it's to you know, still do the school run because they can actually do that, but then work from home and then carry on a bit in the evening. So, so yeah, so we're doing a lot of work around, okay, making it a bit more, well, making it a bit more human, as you said. So rather than just sharing kind of dry news stories, uh, this is what we assume. It's kind of a, this is what we want out of 2021. Um, I think people are kind of, well, hopefully, use it, avoiding the kind of the new normal you know, that's a phrase I think should be should be banned. Um, rant from Amanda. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's really fluid, isn't it? There's no new normal. There's no stopping point. I mean, unless we will suddenly run out and get this vaccine in the next couple of months, which is, is still going to take time. So everything's going to be kind of gradual moving process and quite fluid. I think brands have to respond to that. And a couple of the webinars I've listened into from... You know, Hootsuite on a global scale, and there's another one, Global Web Index, who are 
fantastic for their research. So if anyone's into that kind of thing, go look them up. Um, they're talking about brands that have got it right are the ones who are, they're not trying to hijack conversations or newsjack, as you said, Christine. They are listening a bit more, you know, they're, I think perhaps a lot of this year they've been a bit tone deaf to what's going on. Whereas the ones that started to be more successful, like Sainsbury's, like the other supermarkets, um, I love the Tesco's ad at the moment, the one where they kind of go, there's no naughty list this year. Oh, yeah. And I like that there's one. A, and there's a man yeah. with the, the toilet roll. Was so man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't donate to Captain Tom or I didn't clap and everyone kind of goes, <gasps> and he says, yeah. but I had a big sale. It was okay. So they kind of say there's no naughty list so these are the ones that are kind of listening and responding to what's going on like right now this month this week um so there's a lot of that in the planning for next year and but the planning for next year is is now yeah <laughs> yeah there's quite a few people that are looking at um investing in bigger projects as well so things like podcasts things like writing books as well there's got a few clients that are like you know that's their their part of their plan is to do that in 2021 and or you know they're diversifying and introducing new services and just really starting to think quite differently about their businesses it's like we've been forced into this mindset where you you have to think differently um and we've kind of got to that point where you'll have implemented that and either it's worked or it hasn't and if it has worked you've continued but it's almost like people are still in this kind of, yeah, I want to do big things and things that are going to have a bit more legacy attached to them as well, like, you know, writing the book. Um, I hear mixed reviews from people that have written books, especially from a business perspective, as to whether it's been worth it in the end. I think it's one of those things where you have to have written sort of three or four books before you actually start to see reward from it. So it's, it's quite an interesting, quite an interesting thing. I think I'll be watching some of those people over this year to see, like, actually, was it worth the the blood, sweat, and tears? I think, uh, you know, not to anyone who's written a book. Wow, that obviously that's an amazing achievement. You can't just do that in a couple of days. It takes, like you said, blood, sweat, and tears. But anyone can become an author these days. So if you have the inclination time to write a book, you can self-publish, you can go out on eBay, uh, not eBay, Amazon. Amazon. Um, yeah, so anyone can write a book if you have the time energy. I mean, don't like I said, don't get me wrong, I haven't written one. I know it takes a lot of time. But it's. I don't think it's the exclusive club it once was, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's difficult. You know, there's lots of, like, social media books out there, loads of stuff, LinkedIn, especially there's like so many books on you know how you know social selling on LinkedIn and you know how to present yourself on there and you know how, how to create content for LinkedIn problem is as soon as you've written something like that and got it published and you've started to sell it it's going to be out of date it's like one of those things where it's like once you've kind of feels like once you start it you can't ever stop it mm. It just feels so, yeah. much more, so much more permanent. So, like I said, it, it is interesting. I think people that do well out of writing books from a business perspective, they're definitely the people that kind of go down that route of creating a series of books rather than just a one-off. 
but it, it's just it's interesting to see that that appetite is there with you know some of our client base in terms of putting the effort in and producing that because it's yeah it's it's not something that I'm something I should do and I know Christina, I should do saying that she's not doing one <laughs> I'm, I'm just like Whoa. to be fair I do think it's um like you said it's not something that obviously you can't just knock it up in a, in a week or something it takes a lot of effort to go behind it um so I think and I think as well like you said Christina you've got to um because especially with social media and things, yes, you can write a book. Firstly, it might be out of date quite quickly. And secondly, I think there are there are always going to be quite a lot of similar books if you're writing about something as popular as social media. So you've got to find an angle that you've got to find an angle basically that makes you stand out or that's uh, that's something a little bit different that is going to be appealing. Um, that isn't just a standard social media book or a standard how-to mm. or um, yeah I think it's just finding that angle and obviously all the work that goes that then afterwards to getting behind that but I think if you if you do want to do it and like you said if you do commit to a series and you do have that that little bit of something different it could work for you obviously I don't know but I, I feel like that could be beneficial if you really put your effort into it and publish a few <laughs> Yeah. more than one <laughs> I've looked into ways of cheating I'm like you know we've we've got a lot of blogs on our website can't we just stitch them together and create a book that way I'm an, just an, like, an anthology yeah <laughs> I mean <laughs> green, green, green umbrella anthology volume one yeah now that's what I call social media Unfortunately, you've got to get to about 101 to catch up with the uh, yeah with the CDs. Yeah, we could do like we could like take 365 of the blogs, and it's like it'd be like a you know a marketing thought today. <clears throat> maybe we should maybe we could do that. That's quite good. Although, See? wouldn't that be quite out of date as well? Some of them. Yeah. Sorry, to best like bubble. I said, <laughs> more useful marketing apps and tools. Green umbrella Facebook page throughout yeah. this. <laughs> that would be a little mini book by the end. <laughs> Amanda's really plugging the Facebook page today. <laughs> because I'm in I'm in charge of it at the moment, which is I feel very privileged oh. and powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> right. Okay. So what else what else have we got? What else have we been doing this week or talking about this week that is going to be useful for people because this has been totally not useful so far I don't think <laughs> I, I think there's been some good tips and Amanda featured her Christmas hat it's true not yeah. useful but Christmas it's spirit true. Christmas fun <laughs> yeah, I think if people wanted to stand out you know there is there is three weeks left so if you were a consumer business and you've got less than three weeks really I suppose because if you're selling products and services you're going to have a last delivery date um what would we be saying to people now in like two weeks is it could they start advertising now is it too late to do Facebook advertising what would our advice be I think if you haven't been advertising already 
you've kind of left it too late at this point. You mm. can, you know, you can you can throw money at it. Um, you know, if you've got a lot of web traffic, then maybe, you know, doing like a retargeted campaign. If you've got pixels set up already, that I would look at doing that. But if you were starting from scratch with ads, it's it's kind of like you haven't got enough time to get them up and running, test what works and what doesn't, and you know, move it forward and start to get those results in. I think this is the problem sometimes, um, and I think, Jane, you'll probably agree, people just think, I can run some ads today and I'll get results today. Yeah, and it's not. It's a slow burn and you need to, yeah. Then they say on average people need to see an advert nine times or a company nine times before they even think about buying from them. Yeah. So, yeah, one ad isn't going to cut it. Yeah, so I, th I think that's the that, – yeah, that, that's when it gets tough. You'd be better off putting together a real solid – assuming you've got the data there, a really solid email marketing strategy um, and, and kind of doing some like hyper-personalized email marketing that way to try and try and get those sales in. That is probably what I would be doing now. It's like, you know, Black Friday's gone, Cyber Monday's happened. It's, you know, people that are, a lot of people will have bought already at this point as well. So you're now left with the, like the, the organized people, Emily and Amanda, have already done things. The, you know, the people that are not organized, like me, I literally had a conversation this morning with my husband about Christmas shopping. You know, so it's like, it's people like me that need to be targeted now. And the reality is that, you know, we're probably glued to our, you know, I hate online shopping. I'm like, I, I need to go and browse and be focused. And, you know, it, it, when I'm sat at my laptop and there's like, no, you know, email notifications and, you know, there, there's like Facebook and LinkedIn and everything else to distract me, uh, you know, me going through pages on a website looking for presents just doesn't happen. Mm. I get to like three and a half minutes and I'm doing something else. But so is that, there going to be a reticence for people to go? I mean, shops are open now again. Mm. They opened yesterday um you know and, and potentially 24 hours so are you going to be one of the people that's that's there at like two o'clock in the morning doing your browsing no <laughs> no um the thing is i think like for me it's a shot like it's an experiential thing so if i go shop i don't go shopping for an hour or two i'm like i'm there for the day it's like there's breakfast and there's lunch and there's, it might be a little glass of wine or Prosecco along the way. And, you know, it's like, it, it's a, if, I, if I'm going to go shopping, I'm like, I'm, I'm there for the day and, you know, that's it. But then it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of person generally, I suppose, so that it just rings through to my shopping habits too. But from a marketing perspective, like I said, you've got those organized people that have done it already. You're now left with this pool of people that are the, the last minuters or the ones that are, they'll always buy that one extra thing, even though they don't need it. Because, oh, it's, you know, oh, I have, you know, that person's already got enough presents, but that's really cool. And it's only a tenner. Yeah, stop so going. Yeah, you know, it really is thinking about, um, mm what you're putting out to people and like I said I, I think really now if you've if things are not looking good on the sales front I think email marketing 
right now is probably going to be your your best bet over the next couple of weeks. Mm. What about B2B type stuff? So, you know, the recruiters that we work for or people that are selling a service, perhaps some piece of tech to to other businesses, you know, are they now just completely like you should pipe down for December because no one's buying and focus on 2021 or is there still I, th I think that you need to have your activities planned so that your pipeline's full ready for January so I think right now is all about prospecting um and it, it's kind of like you're 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 not dealing with anything in the middle so you're either like prospect 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 or close 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 mm. I have to say, right, Paul Green's just put a comment up, right? That was my response as well. A tenner for a stocking filler, Amanda. <laughs> Seriously. I say I'm very generous. I was like, the only time I spend a tenner on a stocking filler is because it's like on a three for two and I literally can't find anything else cheaper. Well, you should be related to me. You would be showered with expensive gifts. No. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that secret santa after all yeah but no from from a b2b perspective it is a prospect prospect so you've got loads to work on in january or it's you know, all those deals you haven't closed you've got to get them closed in the next two weeks you know, from for our perspective, we've kind of anything that anything that we're working on or have been working on that if that's not closed by the fifteenth, we there's no point looking at it till January anyway because we still couldn't actually you know get it delivered otherwise, and the client would go off the boil. So it's it's just those kinds of you've got to think about actually once you close someone, what's the delivery like? And is having two weeks at Christmas where things go a bit cold, is that actually the opposite of what you want? So, yeah. But then, I don't know, always be closing. <laughs> um, we've had another comment from Paul. Paul wants to be a friend. So does everyone, Paul. <laughs> Amazing. Okie dokie. Right. I am going to draw this to a close unless anyone's got anything else to, to share with the group. No. So um, thank you to those of you that have joined us, um, the the people that we like and the, the people that are, um, yeah, we, we, we wish didn't join us. Um, so we'll be blocking I, I mean, later. I like what you were going to say then, the people that we like and the people that we don't like. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of things, a lot of things. If we've been um, trolled, does this mean we fight made it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, do you know, it's like I'm going to screenshot it and I'll, I'll, I'll share the comment with, um, with people later. But, yeah, it's like some people are... Some people are just knobbers, aren't they? There you go. Um, very weird. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry this has been a bit of a weird one. Um, things got a little bit unexpected um, because we, yeah, unfortunately, um, I guess couldn't join us at the last second. So we've just had to blag it. So this is us blagging. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Green Umbrella Marketing, the blaggers. 
Um, I'm just going to stop talking. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you all later. Bye for now.